0: All right welcome to the good rookies podcast my name is Fahim
1: and my name is Nellie J and we are good rookies
0: that's right guys we are
1: episode number six and we got some experts in the building today these are journalists these are professionals and uh, we're so excited to have them on our show there are definitely hashtag goals so Fahim please introduce our guests this evening
0: Oh man, I'm hyped tonight. Um, on the podcast tonight, episode number six. Uh, first of all, Nelly, do you have a question? Mm. How many people in this world right now can say that they represented their country and ran on the same track in the same heat as Usain Bolt?
1: Yo, I don't think anyone can, except for maybe like one person, two, maybe two people, three, four. <laughs> <It's> very rare. <laughs> in one
0: to six, right? That's right.
1: Yeah. That's very rare
0: yeah so um yeah we're blessed
2: tonight to have anson henry respect respect what's up everybody
1: Canadian
2: good yeah, you guys are too kind man you guys are way anson. too anson. kind yeah it's good
1: so anton like t- tell the folks a bit about your background and what you do now what you're up to
2: okay so first off me and janelle know each other from back in the day when i was at church you you know what i'm saying so <laughs> She used to go to she used to go to Agape, right? Yeah. Okay, and I was at Scarborough Church, so that's how we originally met. Uh, I ended up uh, running track, like, really late in my uh, high school life. It went better than I expected. Went away to school, went away to the Olympics. After the Olympics, just wanted to stay close to the sport. Got into broadcasting. I like to tell stories. I like to still uh, bridge the gap between the world and the athletes, and, uh, you know, that's what I'm doing right now
0: nice awesome. nice yeah. awesome and i just actually have a question you want to get into anything else you got going on right now
2: uh right now um it's been it's been a lot of transitioning because you know it's a, it's a new world now right so it's right. a lot of uh you know what we're doing right now everything everyone's remote so um you know i'm doing a lot of editing from home just you know producing certain certain projects uh features a mini doc that i'm kind of uh, uh, trying to get together and uh yeah that's about it man just just a lot of producing editing and then i'll go into the studio every so often uh you know to do some work with my employers cbc um and yeah it's kind of weird that building right now it's still kind of empty you know what i'm saying so um <laughs> you know we go in every so often all the precautions are being taken and uh yeah it's all ad- it's all about adapting right now man
1: Facts.
0: Uh, well uh, we're, we're we're glad to have you on tonight i'm glad to be here all right, and guest number two, I must say, uh, in his own right, he does this thing. He has his own podcast called The Big O Podcast. We have Julian.
3: Woo! going on, everybody? Glad to be here. Let me, let me, let me start off by saying I'm a, I'm a big fan, um, love what you guys are doing, love the conversations that you guys are having, the way you guys break down the categories. So to me, it's, a, it's an honor to be here tonight.
0: Mm. i must say um how i came across uh, julian was kind of organic i came across um uh, his feed on instagram and i clicked on it and i was impressed and i said you know what let me check out another episode and i was impressed more and i was like i really like his style very conversational um so if you have an opportunity um check out the big old
2: podcast
3: appreciate Absolutely. that appreciate
2: mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm intrigued man
3: there <laughs> yes. no, we go we got link
2: afterwards yo yeah let me check that out it's definitely uh, worth
3: it definitely
1: yeah, worth yeah. saying you Listen, sold
2: me yo yeah and let's,
1: let's, this episode we didn't chant our guests names so let's chant them now and, uh, sin, and, and sin and sin and sin and sin julian julian don't really chat you guys in but <laughs> we're so <laughs> glad to have you guys we forgot our, our actual script okay anyways <laughs> so um we have a question for you guys before we get into the episode a little intro question so because you guys are both journalists you guys are you know um uh, very well are good storytellers i want to know if you can pick someone right now that you can like interview they say hey Pick anyone you want on this planet. You could interview. It could be an artist, musician, athlete. Who, who would you choose to interview right now and why? Just out of curiosity. So I'll go with uh, Julian first.
3: So obviously for those who are watching, you can see it over my shoulder. Uh, <laughs> nice, little you know, Kobe paint, uh, painting. Kobe was my guy, Mamba mentality. First basketball player I ever sort of grew up watching. Uh, digging through the archives of some old stuff I actually came across some old N64 video games Kobe Bryant's courtside basketball he would be my guy he would be someone who I'd want to talk to right now especially because of the the global climate more specifically in the United States and you know everything that he sort of stood for he was a leader even when it was unpopular he was a leader a lot a lot of people liked his style while he was here but understood and you know decided to change their game, like a guy like Damian Lillard, you know, Mm -hmm. started to really embrace that MABA mentality. And in the second chapter of his life, he really started to embrace his family. So he put sort of the NBA on hold and sort of focusing on Gigi and, you know, getting her ready for, you know, the WNBA and really making the, uh, you know, the girl dad thing super popular. I would love to, love to, you know, see him and, Talk to him and see what he thinks of what's going on right now, and what he would stand for, and what changes and social decisions he would make. You know, during twenty twenty.
1: Yeah, good point. Because like MJ is doing a lot of things right now that yeah. I'm right now during this climate. So imagine if Kobe was alive, what he would be doing right. um, to kind of further the movement. So sure. yeah, great answer. How about you, Anson? Who would you want to interview?
2: I I would want um, <clears throat> to. Sorry. I'd want to interview Dave Chappelle. Uh, oh. I think that uh, he's got a really cool perspective on life, on on black people, on um, just comedy. He, he's he's candid, but you know he's relatable. He's he's able to you know convey a message, um, you know even if it's kind of a tricky situation or something that's tough to talk about. But he makes it possible. He makes it he makes it funny. He makes it. Um, you know, makes you think. And if I, if I was interviewing I I wouldn't even need him to be funny. You know what I'm saying? He just seems like a pretty cool dude. He just seems pretty level-headed and he just, I mean, the humor is very natural. I, I just, I've always admired him as a speaker and just a storyteller and all that stuff. So, yeah. Nice. That's
0: a big good up.
1: one. And, and Dave Chappell actually won an Emmy this weekend. So big up to him. Oh, for mm-hmm. real. Yeah, yeah he yeah, won yeah. an Emmy. And he was like, F you people, because I think, I think it's for his stand-up um, and he had so many crit- critics against that stand-up. So he was like, F you critics, I won. Like, it was hilarious. Even <laughs> yeah. his speech was funny, like, when he accepted his speech. I could imagine talking to him in person. <laughs>
2: Let me look that speech out, yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 check it out, man. It's hilarious.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm man. Zoned in, zoned out. Right.
0: So, so let's go to zoned in, zoned out. So first and foremost, we have, let's say, like, all the leagues. Like, first of all, COVID affected everybody, right? Um, but there is one league that chose not to reopen and try and get things going. And that's the CFL, Canadian Football League. So let's just throw this around real quick. Um, Good, bad, yes, no, like what's your opinion in regards to CFL and for uh, for going to the season?
1: So I'm kind of like annoyed by Canada's entire uh, approach towards sports. First of all, they don't like the Blue Jays playing in Canada. So they're playing in Buffalo. Um, CFL canceled, but the hockey league is going strong (laughs) in Canada. So I just feel like, why is it that they, they, they greenlighted the hockey league, NHL, they're playing in Canada, everyone's fine. But when it came to MLB, I think MLB is because they were traveling. So they don't want people, but still it can be controlled if you organize like them being tested before they go on the plane. Like there's ways to manage it. But I feel like Canada, like Ottawa canceled MLB. Like, nope, we don't care what you guys want to do. We're not doing it. Uh, CFL, they actually asked for a loan. I think about thirty million, to, a loan, not like not free money, but for actual for a loan, and they said no to them. So I'm like, I'm sure if the CFL said Canadian Football Hockey slash League, they would have gotten the loan because it's hockey. <laughs> but because it's football, Ottawa's like, we don't care because it ain't hockey. So I think it's because people who are making the decisions for these um, loans are not football fans. I'm sure they I'm sure guys look for real though. Let's be real. If it was a hockey league asking for a loan, will they like tell them no? Of course not. It's hockey. So I think it's pretty biased um, because they want to have a league, but because they have no money to have a league. Plus last year, CFL lost money. So it kind of sucks. I feel bad, you know, because the, the athletes want to play. These guys are American. They want to come up and play. It just sucks that there's no league. And I feel bad for the athletes who are making no money off of the CFL. So that kind of that sucks. I now... Think.
3: This may be a very unpopular opinion that I'm about to have. And I I apologize ahead of time. But you said a lot of things and a lot of things make sense. But there are apples and there are oranges. Number one with the Mm -hmm. CFL, it has an exclusive TV deal with TSN. So the only network that broadcasts their games are TSN. Mm -hmm. So they don't have other markets, other uh, channels that are going to pick it up. And they are a gate-driven league, which means the only revenue that they typically make Are for fans coming in and buying tickets to the game, buying merchandise, spending money in the stadiums, which we know in Canada wasn't going to happen. So a part of what they wanted was they wanted a larger sum of money than $30 $30 million. Mm -hmm. They eventually came down to $30 million to try to get an interest-free loan, which the Canadian government had no interest in doing. And I sort of, like, I I understand. Now, the NHL and MLB are two very different things. The NHL had all of the teams competing in Canada,
1: which Mm -hmm. basically
3: meant the Western Conference teams played in Edmonton, the Eastern Conference teams played in Toronto, and they were bubbled. There wasn't any travel outside of the bubble. Mm -hmm. They only played at their arena, and that was sort of it. Whereas Major League Baseball, not the comparison you might want to sort of compare to because they were a mess. They had to completely change how they were going to evaluate teams winning and losing because not every team was going to play the same amount of games because they had teams where five, six, seven, up to 15 people tested positive and they had to cancel games. So they they went from wins and losses to win percentage because teams were going out in Cleveland, having themselves a good time. You know, uh, Lou Williams can sort of attest to that, Magic City. (laughs) which is my first shot at the Clippers, many more to come. <laughs> but I mean, so the Canadian Football League was very different. They wanted to go to Manitoba. They wanted to try to get it to happen. But unfortunately, they just don't have the draw. They, they've been losing money, unfortunately, yeah. for years. And so Canada, who's already going through this pandemic as much of the world is, It's sort of looking at it as, can I recoup my cost? Is it going to make sense? And from a business decision, when we have companies going out of business and we're not really sure how we're going to give people money, giving $30 million interest-free to Canadian Football League, I don't think was the smartest bet. So, you know what? Shout out to the Canadian government for doing something right.
2: Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I kind of – Feel similar along the same lines as Julian, um, in the way that it was probably a better idea. Now, I'm only saying this because, by the way, Janelle, you like a really big CFL fan or something? Because
1: no, no, I, no, like, <laughs> like, I just think that CFL gives athletes a chance to get into the NFL. So, okay. if they don't play in CFL, then they don't really get that like. Okay, so platform. it's that. Okay, yeah.
2: I didn't want to, I didn't want to offend you any further by. No, I want no, no. Say, no. I mean, no. okay, I'm so not okay, a big CFL fan. but, but, but. I think that, you know, they lost money the the season before. So there's obviously some bleeding that's happening. And I think that, you know, behind closed doors, we don't know what's going on with, you know, the the CEOs and the commissioners and stuff like that. So, I mean, they might've just opted out because it might slow the bleeding moving forward. And then they can kind of recover during this period and then left off maybe after taking a hiatus after, after after the pandemic. So... I think it's probably best to do that. And I don't, I honestly think, it, and I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not getting on the league or anything like that. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, I, I don't think it was that severely missed here in Canada, especially on the east. Now on the west coast, absolutely. Here in, in Toronto, we have, we, have, we have so many other options in, in like the larger sports that we may kind of lean more into that direction. So I think it was missed less in this area um and in canada in general i mean we're the most popular area so i mean i think yeah. that's just kind of uh it was kind of for the better in my opinion
1: um hmm. uh, i'm
0: gonna try and connect some dots because i like i agree with all your points everything you're saying i'm like okay you guys are all on point with this um so we, we keep speaking about the amount that they've lost so looking at it's around the range of 20 million uh that was last year right um the most uh profitable cfl team is Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and they do about $1.5 uh, million in profit. Um, now, in regards to, uh, uh, Anson, you're saying about the East, um, which is true, uh, like Montreal uh, suffering, uh, Toronto suffering, um, Far West BC st- suffering. Um, those markets, like you mentioned, have other things going on. Like in BC, they have the Whitecaps. They have, like, there's just so much going That's what on. That's I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah um but you go to those like you go to calgary or you go to edmonton you go to winnipeg Mm -hmm. the blue bombers like you go to those where it's like just a one one trick pony there like if you're a sports fan in those cities like you're hurting you know what i'm saying because that is like that's 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 your identity that's That's, that you know what i'm saying it's tough right (laughs) so um just a quick question because i look to myself in my phone i don't have any friends that i could say um if i called them at any time would say, hey, you know what? I'm watching a CFL thing on TSN. So So, I'm going to throw it around real quick. Nelly J, do you have any friends on your phone that would say, you know what? Uh, Call me back later. I'm watching the CFL.
1: So I have friends who played in the CFL. That's why, like, you know, RJ RJ Franklin from from back in the day. He played in the CFL.
2: Oh, for real?
1: He for- yeah, I got a bunch
2: of, bunch of people. I went to... Yeah, I'm, so I'm I, I have friends that,
1: that do actually... And actually, um, th- their fans are big, I think, in Hamilton, at the Hamilton's team. Yeah. But they I'm have some huge podcast. fans in, like, Hamilton, a smaller town. So I have friends that would watch it. Not all my friends because I think right now, because we have, like, every sport happening, like, and it's a lot, um, we're okay. But I have friends who actually do follow. They own tickets. They go every year. So I do have friends that, that actually that I do watch CFL. All right,
0: how about you, Julian? Yeah, you have any friends in your phone that you could say you could call up and say, hey? <laughs> come
3: on, come on. I mean, they play on <laughs> Friday nights. So number one, you know, for me, it's a little bit different. You know, I have two young kids. Uh-huh. I live in Mississauga. I mean, that uh-huh. life, I'm not about that life anymore. Right. But I, all of my friends who are, you know, single or don't have kids, like Friday nights, they're not spending watching, you know, CFL. However, you know, the Great Cup is still a thing. And you know, to, to Nellie's point, sure, Hamilton has its fan base, but no disrespect, but what else are you gonna do in Hamilton on a right. Friday night? Right. So I mean like they, they're they're gonna they're gonna have they're gonna have that fan base. Mm-hmm. And as much as you know the, the Edmontons and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and the Calgary Stampeders are going to have the greatest fan bases and probably do the most money, the CFL is only going to be as strong as the Toronto market dictates. If Toronto right. is going strong and people are going to the games and people are tuning in, the CFL will thrive. It's why, more often than not, they try to put the Grey Cup into Toronto because they know that they will have the most people travel from right. the Montreal to come and see the games, the Hamiltons. Right. Um, but if Calgary and Edmonton are deadlocked in two perfect seasons, I don't think that it's going to really generate the same buzz as if a, a Toronto Argonauts are in there. And don't no disrespect, I have two friends, close friends, who were both on the Toronto Argonauts, shout out Matt and Eric Black. Mm. But I mean, mm. unfortunately, the CFL, it is what it is. It's it's in a little bit of trouble, even for twenty twenty one.
1: Hmm.
0: Okay, so in less than a minute, I just want to go around something real quick. CFL has CFL 2.0, where they're looking to uh, draft players from Mexico and from Europe. reason why they're thinking about doing that is to try and um, get players from those markets so then they can actually broadcast games in those markets. Real quick, just yes or no, good strategy or bad strategy? Nellie J
1: i be quick. If, if the NFL can't do it, CFL can't do it. <laughs> Period. The NFL's been trying and they have not done it. So what would the CFL? I mean, drafting a player and who in who, who in Mexico is playing football? Who in Mexico? Like they're playing football, they're playing soccer, football. They're playing baseball. They're not playing no American football in Mexico. Get the hell out of here. Sorry. Go ahead, Julian.
3: And if they're not playing American football in Mexico, they're sure as hell not playing Canadian. They didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's to me. That's yeah. that's just terrible.
2: <laughs> Anson, oh no, why not? Oh, try a ting, <laughs> <laughs> try a ting. I'm just saying, it's not, whatever's going on right now ain't working. So uh, I mean, why not just try a ting? If they if they can do it, if they can make it happen, maybe we don't necessarily know if it's gonna work out. But to uh, be honest, now that we're even talking about it, if they if they put like a twist on it like this, and I, I know that they're doing it. I think I'd watch. I think I'd be like, "Yo, let me check this. This is kind of new. This is kind of different." So, yeah, why not?
1: Okay, but but but, Anthony, I am guaranteed going to watch that
2: basketball? now if it happens. What's that?
1: No, no but Anthony, who is actually playing American football in Mexico?
2: Because there ain't a CFL two point Once the <laughs> CFL two is in place,
3: yes,
1: you're gonna, gonna have pay all kind to Canadian. Oh, oh, make you it have how you're paid in CFL? What fifty k maximum? Something
3: like that. You need yeah. you need a part. You need a second job. Mexico. I mean. But the right. thing is, like, you you already have the opportunity to draft those kinds of players. I mean, the UN yeah, United, right like, I could do it. like, the Rock came in after he left Miami University to come play in the Canadian Football League. So there's nothing right. stopping them right now. But to broadcast now, TSN's going to spend that money. I think that is going to further sink an investment into trying to expand to, you know, Mexico or anywhere else. Right.
0: True indeed. All right. Um, let's go to our second zoned in, zoned out part. It has to do with Caster Semenya. Now, I'm just going to lay it out. I have Anson, since he's the expert, fill in what I missed, okay? So it goes like this. Um, she's a South African, middle dis- distance runner, runs the 800. Uh, she was born a female, and but has more testosterone to levels where it's
2: borderline male. Okay, so, um, <laughs> topic's tricky. It's very, <laughs> right, very, so, very good arguments on both sides. You uh, know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying did, the facts. Okay, right? before you get to the facts,
0: before you okay. get to facts, I just
2: want to state this. So she- But part of the story that you started with, I just want right. to clear something up. Okay, you cool, said cool, she cool. Was, You said she was born, she was born a female, right? Right. X. Ex- XX chromosomes is female, and XY is male. Correct?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Okay. So, so to my knowledge, to my knowledge, what I know, she was born with XY. You see what I'm saying? But was but was identified as a female upon birth. Now that's what, that's what the, the facts that I have that that's that's what it is. We we can check it right now just to make sure. But as far as I know, that's that's what it is. So go on, continue with what you were saying. Mm. Okay. So she
0: what she has been uh by the iaaf said she's no longer allowed to run longer distance races so she's mm-hmm. banned from that due to the fact of the, her body producing that level of testosterone
2: right okay so i have a and i have a little background on that if you want uh, no but... go ahead floor is yours
0: yeah, oh so sorry okay.
1: so, 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 so to add to answer's point it says that she has 46xydsd which is that's why her chromosome is a bit different from actual xy like actual male and female she's xydsd right. which is a bit different from just xy as a male chromosome just a So is
2: of, it is it right between or or
1: um, yeah i i think like she's i think like her number is pretty in the middle but the the signs behind her chromosome they're saying it's flawed like the grounds is kind of like the claim is not because she has i think it's androgena, androgena, androgenizing effect which is a, a syndrome that she has and it causes right. her to have that xydsf yeah, yeah
2: that's the main yeah that's that's the main it's um, a
0: hyper hypro, hyprogen, it's high levels of she's hyper
2: hypoandrogenism
0: high levels of testosterone so yes. um but as lo- as far as i've seen she was born disorder. a uh, born a female, okay. um, without you know keep, keep like she she has um, female genitalia. We'll say. So apparently she 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 does like she's a woman. Just she's producing. She is a woman. She's okay. So she's a woman mm-hmm. and she's producing. A woman. Okay. So now that we have that basis here, that um, she was banned. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Anson. Like oh, no, to...
2: but I was saying, when I'm saying she's a woman, not, I'm not necessarily basing on what you're saying right now. I'm just saying oh, okay. she's a woman because that's what she's identifying herself with. So she's a woman. Yes. But as far as she's what you're woman. saying, as far as what you're saying, it wouldn't be classified as a woman, per se. You see what I'm saying? Like, as far as the the, the facts that we're getting,
1: mm-hmm. that,
2: that we're talking about, yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, but if we're talking about who she I mean, who she is? She's a woman.
1: She's a She's woman, a, yeah.
2: You know what I'm saying? So, but I mean, as far as yeah, what, what you're saying right now, no, it's a little bit. That's where it gets a little bit. People's antennas raised because they're yeah,
1: because the these good, levels,
2: those levels, of chromosomes, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um. So sorry, I I, I just wanted to get things. No, no, no. As far as the female genitalia, also from what I know, um, I believe, I believe she has, I believe, I believe that she has testicles so this is this is the thing i don't even know how much of this like this is her this is her personal business right i don't know right. exactly. i don't know i don't know i think i think they don't... tracked it because you know when you go to the doctor not everybody knows what's going on with you you know what i'm saying so like right. her 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 basic file is being presented to the world which i'm not right. necessarily
1: exactly i feel it
2: for her you know what I'm saying but these mm-hmm. are the facts that we have all i'm doing is stating the facts that we have right so Fair enough. i think that, i believe that she has um i believe she has testicles as well Oh. So,
0: okay, I thought she had ovaries,
2: but
3: so th- I'm just gonna quickly just jump in on this. Go one. ahead. So, in, okay. in, in the research, uh, you know, when they identify children at birth, they assign either a male or female based on genitalia. But with Semenya, she actually has inner testes. So, while yes. she doesn't have testicles that are on the outside, she does not have ovaries mm, so she actually has exactly, testes, exactly, results okay. in the high amount of testosterone that she is producing now she's not the only one by any means right but any time where things are seen outside of the norm especially by the olympic committee for instance
1: mm-hmm. they
3: tend to try to level the playing field when it comes to sex as opposed to you know other enhancements that someone may have like oscar pistoris one of the arguments they had with him was because he was born without legs or that he didn't have legs the blades were considered uh, an advantage or performance enhancing advantage mm-hmm. so just mm-hmm. a clear some of those things
0: up no yeah. no thank you thank you, yeah. Jake, if you can... to
1: add to you because like what she has is the actual disorder sexual development disorder so she's not either or but she but she was born they, they called her female when she was born and she grew up female right yep. but exactly. because of her disorder um the science that's kind of archa- archaic they're saying well you can't you can't be both and all we have is male or female so you can't be female because you're not a female. So like, it's like, they're trying to put her in a category, but, but she's unique, she's different. So it's not really fair how they're making her like disorder, like a flaw. You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm-hmm. she was born this way. It's not like she asked for this. She's not asking for handouts. She trains hard, she works hard like any other athlete, but she was born with this disorder. Other athletes have been born with, with um, additions that like, like, a, like Michael Phelps, mm-hmm. he has a, a, an advantage in the way he, um, I think it's, it's lactic um, acid. Yeah, so lactic,
0: like, lactic acid, the way his body produces it.
1: Yeah, so, but he's, like, glorified for, but he's kind of, like, cheating for the last, <laughs> he's been <laughs> cheating for a while. But guess what? Because he has um, extra long limbs, I think, his, uh, I think his ankle, the double joint, like, he has a whole bunch of stuff that, that's unique to him, but he gets, like, glorified. And this woman, yes, yeah, she has this order that makes her stronger and faster, but If that was a man and he had a disorder to make him stronger, faster, would they tell him he can't compete because he's a man and it's too too much of of whatever? Because she's a woman, they're like, oh, you're a woman. And and women must must have this look or have this in their system. I feel like it's very sexist. And I think that's why, like, I don't know. I I think how they're treating her is unfairly. It's a disorder. She was born this way. I don't think she should not be able to compete against in the Olympics. If she can do it, why not, right? um and it's tricky because the science behind it is very it's very old school it's not it's not um for thinking at all so that's just my point on the entire situation
3: sex and gender scare a lot of people um especially when it comes to things that are competitive um mm-hmm. a perfect examples there's an mma fighter named fallon fox who is a transgender but was a man now is trans fights identifies as a woman is fighting with women, other women, and actually broke the skull of her latest opponent. And then the argument becomes, you know, do you let a man fight a woman? And we start to blur these lines of where we sort of, you know, are, right? And Nelly brought it up. This is very archaic. Mm-hmm. Now, they did say that she is allowed to compete, right? She doesn't, she's not going to be able to compete the way that she is now. She has to undergo treatment that reduces the amount of testosterone that would allow her to compete in the 800 and 1500 meter races that she thrives in. But she's making the argument that she shouldn't have to do that because she has a uh, syndrome and why are they going to regulate that? And that is really, I mean, let her compete, let her compete Mm -hmm. in what she does. Like you said, Michael Phelps has longer arms than everybody else, but we don't, you know, let him not compete against other men just because he has a distinct advantage. Mm -hmm. Let her do what she's got to do.
0: Also she's, so this is kind of an issue because she's winning she's like she's dominating um that 800 and does she do the 1500 i know she does the 800 she, she did won- it
2: for fun but she was doing well at. It. she, but did, her those, she, did, she did the 400 as well too and did well at it
0: but, yeah. But, yeah but her specialty is the 800 right yeah. so it's because yeah. she's winning
2: why this is an
3: issue That's If she's why-
0: losing like say for instance she was you know she was not excelling in this uh do you think they still ban her from it
2: <sighs> it's a good question actually um but according to the rules, yes, they would. Think so. so, I mean, because she her levels are high. So th- that's going to come up in whatever tests they do anyways. But so. her
0: levels have been high for a lot. Like, it's not like she's new. She, her, since she's been tested, okay, when she first came out, I was researching that she she wasn't dominating right away. She was running and she was she was losing races. She was late in heat. Like, she was not she, – she, like most runners, um, eventually – Got to a point of excellence. She didn't just come on the scene as some kind of like shining star, right?
1: She's right. not like Spider Man, like you know, right. like got bit no, by she's a not, spider she's not. and now she's like. <laughs> she's <not. laughs> she's, she's you have not, to remember, she's though, not like that Marvel. But, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like she yeah. had to work hard to get there. Right. Like, yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. You have to remember. I mean, I mean, the the women she's racing are are very, very fast. None of us are going to go out there with them. They're they'll dominate oh. It doesn't matter if you're a man, woman, anything. They're going to dominate most of the planet, aside mm. from some men who train. In right. the heat, you know what I'm saying so yeah she'd have to do something to be able to she'd have to do something to be able to run with those females for sure she's not just walking on the track and running like that and I,
0: I've seen her times her times even at right now like her peak um her times they say are two percent faster than her field so it's not like she's blowing her field out of her out the water like there's still an opportunity for someone in her field to take her on any given night it's just they haven't get it done right
2: the yeah only, they haven't they haven't gotten it done but um See, this is the thing. I think while both sides are strong, a lot we we hear a lot from the the athlete perspective because the athletes you have to remember these these track and field athletes all they do is live, breathe, think how to get a tenth, uh, 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 an inch, uh, you know, uh, uh, a thousandth off of their personal best. So every every single advantage you can get is a big deal. So if yeah. you hear about this type of advantage then they're like well i mean wow that's that's what most of the athletes are going to say you know what i'm saying but from a from the other side i mean y- you're looking at it this is a woman she's she has a condition she she tried to take what she had to take to be able to compete on the lower levels and she was getting destroyed she was okay. it was because right. you know, it's not her it's not she basically was not herself so she got annihilated and that's why she doesn't she doesn't want to go back to that life obviously because she's like mm. i mean I'm, I'm doing this for them kind of and it's not me mm-hmm. so i both sides are firm in wh- how they look at things because i mean it's a woman so she, she could she could be with the women but as if you're looking at the advantages it's not it's a pretty significant advantage of what she what the what the condition grants her as mm-hmm. far as from a performance standpoint it, it, it's it's pretty significant so that's so question,
1: why i'm like with michael phelps right was mm-hmm. his condition well known when he was competing or did it only really come out afterwards because that, i think if everyone knew that he had advantage of what he could actually do do you think it'd be the same issue with michael phelps
2: i think they would have had something to say about that i don't, I don't think they measure well i don't think they measure your lactose tolerance your lactate yeah. tolerance so Mm -hmm. maybe that's not something that's even measurable even though we know that he may have that type of makeup so i mean if it's not measurable then you can't test for it and then it comes into well, just because it's not it's like a, it's like a technically it's like a drug that's that no one knows about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that people could be taking so it's not on the list so but as far as the rules i mean this is just what it is as far as how it goes for casters it's the Mm -hmm. the rules you know what i'm saying because the levels that she has are not they're not close to what is characterized as a woman, right? You know what I'm saying? They're not close, so that's what it is.
1: But like, are, are those rules from like the 19? Like how old? Like those are th- like those are from older results, right? Or or they had scientists to decide on what a female balance should be because I think that's also kind of sexist and like yeah, women I actually, have have balances, yeah, right? I actually have the numbers.
2: Yeah, actually have they actually have the numbers as far as what they say a woman is? Yeah, so. Most women, including elite female athletes, have natural testosterone levels of 0.12 to 1.79 nanomoles per liter, right? Okay. While males, after puberty, have 7.7 to 29.4 nanomoles per per liter testosterone, Mm -hmm. right? So, Castor is at, um, I believe she was at 5.5. Mm-hmm. So that's why people are like, well, it's way above the women. And it's kind of close to the men. Right. And, but within what they're classifying as a woman, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So within those rules, like it's, it doesn't fall within that. That's I think that's what it is. It's, it's more a rules issue. You know what yeah. I'm saying? As opposed to just allowing her because if you allow her, you're going against the rules. That's, that's mm-hmm. what the issue is. So it's not a, it's not necessarily a, um, it's tough because you while you may whatever you think is right or whatever you think is wrong mm-hmm. is it's, it doesn't it doesn't come into play because the rules are what it is so i was you thinking of the saying mean? earlier is like just because it's right doesn't mean it's right you can mm-hmm. twist it however you want to yeah. in whatever favor but it's just you know what i'm saying so
0: if yeah. i'm caster i'm saying you know what bun the I, I got what i needed already because if you're an athlete sponsorships and actually maybe you could touch upon this uh anson um sponsorships is huge for especially an olympic uh track and field athlete uh she's already got her gold medals already you know so i'm just wondering if the sport maybe needs her more than she needs the sport because she already got what she needs from the sport why can't she now leverage this um you know use that to uh get sponsors and from sponsors, then carry on um, with, you know, with her message that she has. Like, I, I, I'm just not, I don't see I think, why, she, why she needs any, like, I think but, there's a, the balance is off. I think she can just continue on with her life and actually use this to actually her advantage. She could, been.
2: but she could, but I think she wants to compete, man. Yeah,
1: she's I, think she, I think
2: she wants, it's what she wants to do. She doesn't necessarily want to do the post athlete work while she still feels like she could be an athlete you know what i'm saying i would want to be an athlete as long as i could too but it's like the afterlife is every athlete fears that so we're basically saying i mean you could do whatever you could aside from the sport which is a great idea mind you that you're that you're saying great idea but she wants to compete so hmm. it's like it's not even at the forefront of her mind you know what i'm saying i
3: Some people just aren't built the same way. Like athletes, there are some athletes that are just far and beyond other athletes, no matter how hard you train. Look at soccer, for example. You have Lionel Messi and you have Cristiano Ronaldo and everybody else is sort of second fiddle to them. But you're never going to be that great you're going to be as great as you can be and some athletes are just built differently and then to talk about you know whether you want to be the martyr you want to be the person to sort of stick it to like the IOC and these organizations that are of this archaic idea not everybody is built for that light too because that comes with a lot of scrutiny Michael Jordan's biggest biggest issue when he was an athlete was that he didn't stand for social justice things during his time right you have muhammad ali who didn't who, who gave up being a champion went to jail because he didn't want to fight in a war that he didn't believe in you have lebron james who's using his platform right now with the i promise school and his social justice issues where he's trying to further that cause but not every great athlete is able to sort of stand above and say hey listen i'll take the criticism give me all of the money and the sponsorship and to have companies to back him up as well during that fight. And maybe Castor doesn't have that clout. Maybe a Nike Yeah, like Kaepernick
1: hasn't... had that. But Kaepernick's a unique situation, exactly. right? He was able right. to get that sponsorship. Like Nike got him. But yeah. that's very unique. Like, this Castor situation, especially, like, where she is in the world, it's very hard. Because where she's in the world, they're not as seeking as we are in North America. So for her to be more complicated. But last question uh, before you wrap it up, I have a question for you guys about, like, trans athletes. You mentioned trans athletes before. Anton, so do you think the Olympics is going to have to? Will they allow trans athletes to compete now? Like, if I'm, a, if you were a man and become a woman, can you run? Do you think you can run track or no? Because of that rule, a trans woman can't run for for women, right?
2: According to the rules, no.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um,
2: so, uh, yeah, it wouldn't be. It would have to take some changes made in the rules and stuff like that. There's been yeah. been a bunch of stuff suggested and even talking about another classification, which. Which which really they don't want it. They don't want to be considered another classification. They, they, want, they don't. They want to be what like, they are. That's a hundred meter winner. Like
1: they don't want that title.
2: Yeah. They yeah. They don't want exactly. They they feel like they're going to be treated like some freaks or something like that. And they're not. They're not. They don't. They don't feel like that. They're not that. They're you know not what I'm saying? That, so exactly. so that's where it gets tricky. It it comes down to perspective because I mean, I don't know. Some people may some people may you know find pride in you know, the fact that they truly found themselves. I mean, if you look at, look at it from that perspective, it's more like praise as opposed to like, there's some sort of freaks, but in general, they, they want to be who they are. So right. that's what, that's where, that's what we're coming down to. And, uh, people are kind of telling them who they are because of what we have set up. Yes. And if some changes need to be made there, some changes need to be made there, but as far as how the way the rules are right now, it's, it's, it's not within the rules right now you know what i'm saying yeah
1: so as of now trans athletes if trans or not if you're if the rule says this then you have to compete male or female depending on those measurements right right all
2: right. right all right
0: one last thing on the way out um
3: i'm just gonna say like <laughs> living in canada we're pretty blessed we you know especially in ontario with the ontario human rights code gender identity um is a big thing right gender identity it's something that we have as part of our law, but unfortunately that's not the way it is around the world. And that means that when you have the, something like the Olympics or something that has competing countries that don't see eye to eye with that ideology, you can't have a generic set of rules yet until the world starts to have that same mentality and same idea. We can't all come together and have that specific set of rules. It's unfortunate. It's archaic, but until we align our views we're not going to see anything that sparks any change, unfortunately.
1: Mm-hmm. Agreed.
0: I do have one last thing I got to say. I have, I have to ask this. I have to. Anson, what year did you – it was 2008 Olympics? Yeah.
2: Oh, you're like, Yeah. 2008, okay, everybody asked you know, because everybody asked me about like when, when I race. But Bolt, so you know. with
1: he's like, no, man.
2: did what he did, he's the fastest man in history. Dog, no. Just, okay, so go on.
0: I do, no, I but I gotta ask this so 2008, Bolt Henry not over 100 meters, but over 50 meters. We know Bolt picked up his stride at 50 meters. You being a, a shorter sprinter at 50 meters. Who am I putting my money on? You or Bolt?
2: Honestly, it's a misconception, man. In a couple of things, because in most races he was winning by like ten meters, yo. Know? <laughs>
3: right. And
2: so he's 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 not losing anywhere. He's just that's what, he was that good. A lot of people, you see how amazing his finish is, so you forget or don't even realize that he was he was kind of in the mix or ahead by like ten meters. So right, right. you're not beating you're not beating him at many distances, man. You know, I give give me. Maybe five meters. Five meters. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. And another thing is, as exceptional as he is, as, as tall as he looks, he's a big figure. He's about six. He's, I, I would say, when I saw him, I, I thought he was, he was, he was tall, but he was a little bit shorter than I thought. So because I'm like six three, I, I would say he's about. I think I'd he's, say he's right. about six four. I say he's about oh, six four. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it was. Okay. But he's like, you know, he's, he's, he's right. not as slender as everyone thinks. So he looks. And right. his, his, his legs not are he, like up to he's actually really like cage.
1: yeah he's wide <laughs> yeah I, 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 I actually see him at a carnival every year um he yeah. loves the carnival oh,
2: yeah, yeah it's like, fun man the, yeah it's fun so he was he was a he was a he was a good like face of the sport man like oh I mean, for you sure i have nothing like that again so Sure. I mean, it's-
3: an- Anson. You're too humble, man. Just say yeah, it. you beat him the first 50 <laughs> meters. Just say it, It's
2: okay.
1: <laughs> nah, it's not get, I'm not about to get bacos
2: thrown at me for talking that foolishness. <laughs> <know. laughs> no, nah, that is, it is what it is. You know. uh, uh, shout out, you Bolt.
0: Oh, right.
1: no.
2: Um,
0: so let's go on to For the Culture, Nellie J. For the
1: culture. So, for the culture today, we're talking about uh, an athlete. I call him, and he's probably the hardest working athlete in the bubble. The reason why is that. This guy has a business flourishing called I think the Big, Big, <laughs> yeah. Big, Big Face Coffee. Big
2: Face Coffee.
1: Big Face Coffee. He's he's selling like lattes, Americanos, Espresso. Like this guy has a whole menu and from
0: his from his from his dorm room, by Hotel the way. room. From yeah, hotel, from hotel his hotel room, room. Okay. Right.
1: Now he sells each size for twenty dollars. First of all, who can afford a, a twenty dollar coffee? Only NBA players. But anyway, that's right. 20 bucks per coffee. And this guy has a flourishing business. And I mean, it's fine off the shelf. So I think now, because he's doing so well, he's looking to start his own actual business. And as we know, the coffee business is pretty massive in North America. Like every corner, there's a coffee shop everywhere you look. So how dope would it be, guys, to have a black owner, a black coffee owner with chains? everywhere like you see Starbucks you see Tim Hortons. Um so I thought it was a really cool topic to talk about to talk about how you know Jimmy Butler, you know, first of all he's playing in the bubble. He's exce- he's excelling <laughs> in the in the playoffs. Took down the Bucks um and now he's playing in the in, in the on the ECF. But what what's your thoughts on this guy playing in the bubble athletes are mentally dropping and this guy is still running a business in his hotel room. So Feedback on what he's doing, playoff, his playoffs as well on the court, off the court. So just quick little talk about that.
3: <laughs> Listen, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler said it best. He didn't invite friends and family because he had business to accomplish. Now, he was probably talking about trying to win a championship for the Miami Heat. But Big Face Coffee sort of overtook things because what ended up happening was someone took a picture of it, right? Someone took a picture of it, posted it on Twitter, and then it started to blow up. Yes. So what did Jimmy do? Jimmy said, "Listen, I'm not going to let someone else profit off me as so many other athletes have had and had happened in the past." So he filed for trademarks, big face coffee logo. He even had that shirt made that said big face coffee owner. owner. Yeah. So, listen, what would it mean? It would mean the world does it flourish outside of miami maybe not but it could be definitely super unique like a kawain and dine or van vliet and eat kind of thing right. where he can sort of own that he can take it I don't think he'll be able to charge the average person twenty dollars for any sort of drink.
1: No, unfortunately, not. <laughs> but but in
3: order to to start a business, why not? Jimmy Butler's a smart guy. He seems focused. He seems dedicated. He gets some investors. It could definitely blow up in the you know the Miami area, and who knows? You know, kudos to to him about to blow a lead to the Boston Celtics. <laughs> but that's okay. That's for another day. <laughs> so I agree
0: with everything you say, except uh, you're saying about him, his ability to maybe charge $20 a cup. Remember, he plays in Miami. Um, South Beach is there. Uh, just the popularity that Big Face Coffee is getting and being associated with Jimmy Butler, who's going to be about – next to Dwayne Wade, he's next in line to be a king in Miami right now. Um, yeah. So I think, you know what, it's like small, medium, large at 20 bucks. I think if you're visiting South Beach – and, and you can actually have a cup that says big face owner and that means something why wouldn't you pay 20 bucks for the cup which you could take home as a souvenir people pay you know 30 for a t-shirt 25. to say Miami you know what I'm saying? <laughs> why not pay uh, 20 bucks to get a coffee and a cup big face you know what I'm saying that's why I think he's smart getting the trademark on those things um because um yeah it could be very big in Miami and Miami's a, a definitely a tourist destination so people yeah. want to go. Who wouldn't want to come back to Toronto here and say, "Hey, you know what? I got this in Miami. Is a, a memento of going to South Beach." So I think you know, that's fair.
3: Possible. That's good. I like that. I like that.
2: <laughs> um, I don't know why I'm so on this. But when Janelle, when Janelle was like, you know, something along the lines, of, it's good to see a black man with chains everywhere. I was like, you yeah, know, black man <laughs> oh. in chains. Oh. <laughs> <Double> <laughs> chains. The climate, the climate <laughs> made my antenna go like, "Hello." But, but anyways, um, you no, know i yeah, I got you. In the bubble, he should be charging a hundred dollars a cup. Really? Yep. All but all those people have money. And it would be and it would be cool to have, once he gets out, you get the discounted price of $20 for the for big face copy or whatever. I think he could right. do it like that. But if I was if I was him in the bubble, I'm charging a hundred dollars to everybody. And they'll mm-hmm. pay it. Of they'll course. pay it. And he'll have a real come-up when he comes out of there. He'll, I mean he'll have a come up still, but it's still I mean, he got money, so it's gonna be a come up. So, but he could have a come though. up.
0: I think a lot of the his, his customers are his own teammates cuz I I'm just not seeing mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. not seeing um uh Jason Tatum in the middle of the night having a coffee fix nah, nah, knocking nah, on yeah, his door yeah. being like Jimmy <laughs> you know? it'd be
2: funny if they did though it'd be <laughs> yeah. funny if they did though that'd be interesting to explore i doubt it but right
3: it'd be interesting to explore maybe, maybe pre playoffs bubble it was more, yeah, right. uh, you know, exactly. other yeah. teams, right? It. Like, sure, but right. now play off everyone's sort of lockdown. Maybe right. he's got yeah. business to take care of. Right.
1: So. Agreed, agreed.
0: Um, so real quick, I'm gonna uh, drop a gem. So what I do, I have five quick questions on coffee because, you know, it's kind of relevant. Uh, coffee is the second most traded com- commodity in the world next to crude oil. So first one, uh, United States has one major state That produces 90 plus percent of all the coffee in the United States. What state do you think that is?
3: Texas, Utah,
2: (laughs) New Mexico, Hawaii.
1: That makes sense. That
3: makes sense. Because
0: coffee coffee requires a certain amount of uh, quality of soil to grow. So the coffee beans, so Hawaii is what's mostly dominating, and that's, that's what keeps the U.S. in regards to into the, uh, the coffee business. Um, so next one, there's uh, what's called the big four, uh, Kraft, Procter & Gamble, Sara Lee, and Nestle. Those four uh, combined uh, pr- uh, purchase what percentage of coffee worldwide?
1: I would say like 92%.
3: <laughs> I'd say like 44%.
2: I'll say forty-five oh. percent. <laughs> Price is right, this guy. <laughs> hey,
1: one dollar. Fifty
2: percent
0: of all coffee comes from those big four: Anson. I said
1: forty-five. Julian, man, he got you like that. I
3: should I should have let him go first.
1: Unbelievable.
0: <laughs> Last one. The most most expensive coffee uh, is thirty-five. Sorry, three hundred and fifty dollars a kilo. Now, the price of coffee usually is about a dollar to $2 per kilo. So this is a very, remember, it's $350 per kilo. It's extremely rare and cherished coffee. Reason being is this. It comes from an animal, and the animal's digestive system is so basic that they give the animal the coffee bean, the animal poops it out, and then after they poop it out, they brew it. And it's seen as uh, an exquisite, you know, delicacy. What? so it's pooped yeah it's regurgitated so poop coffee coffee yes so it's the most expensive coffee in the world
1: that's i'm crazy. gonna give you the
0: animal that this is coming from this poop, poop coffee
2: that's it's just, uh
0: coming from I've, I've heard of it yeah go okay so on. it's coming from a a cat b a turtle or c a bird
1: i would say turtle i'm guessing
3: I'm gonna, I'm gonna go bird it's a cat
2: Ah, uh,
0: Anson, you've you, you've done this before, cat. Anson. No, I,
2: yeah, I heard. No, I heard about this. I heard about this nastiness before, yo. Nah, <laughs> yeah, 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 no, nah, it's it's yeah, it's a cat. It's an yo. Asian
0: palm cat. Uh, apparently, uh, yeah, they do it, and that's the most rare and um, cherished coffee in the world at $300, 350 dollars a kilo. Just wow. want to grow on. Just drop a gem. That's all.
1: If you've ever had cat coffee, poop coffee, we don't call it. Let, please let us know. I'm curious. I want to know. Like, this, we're curious to know what it tastes like and you know yeah, why you a, did it. But apparently,
0: it's in Indonesia. That's where. That's where. That's where you have to go to get it. Because mm, that cat is is. So
3: uh,
1: basically, like, no. No. <laughs> no.
3: It's a new new take on brown water. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, let's go to that's absurd.
1: That's absurd. Fahim, who's who was absurd this week, Fahim? <laughs> okay,
0: so let's make this quick. Doc Rivers, 0 and 8, when a chance to clinch a playoff—sorry, uh, a conference finals berth. 0 and 8. I did hear uh, footage from Phil Jackson back in the day when he had a game seven with the Lakers, and he said something along the lines of, "And you know how they have uh, wired in, and you can actually hear them over over um, talking in the in the timeout." And the audio picks up uh, Phil Jackson, saying to his team in a huddle, listen, this like, and it's deep in the game, listen, just hang in there. This is a game seven. Doc Rivers will find a way to lose a game seven. So
1: he said that? <laughs> he
0: said that. I, I heard the auto myself. I was like, wow. So this is a reputation that's been chasing Doc Rivers his entire career. Um, he's had success early. He was coach of the year early in his career. Uh, he won a championship in Boston. But anything after that, it's been Lob City failures and now this failure. So what's your thoughts real quick? Because this is completely absurd. He's 0-8, been trying to clench, uh, get the conference finals. What do you guys have to say? Nellie J.
1: So oh. He coached six teams that have blown three-to-one or three-to-two series leads. And, you know, we all saw Clippers' demise. Shout-out Jamal Murray. Shout-out Kitchener. Oh, Um, yes. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I would say, even though, yes, is a bad reputation, that game that they lost, that wasn't on Doc Rivers. That's straight Kawhi and Paul George choking. They had no points in the fourth quarter at all. And if you watch, like, the game, like, they were, like PG hitting the, back, the side of a backboard, that's not Doc Rivers. That's just PG 13%, as Theme called him last week, right? So it's hard because he's a good coach. But I just feel like either he's not – like, you know, coaches have to, like, you know, um, have a team feel confident, right? They have to get, get, get you mentally prepared for a game. I don't know if Doc maybe is mentally toughening his, his players. Cause you know Phil Jackson, if you watch what he did with the with the Bulls, right? He had them reading books, had them met, doing all these things off the court to get them prepared for final tough like games. And I'm not sure if Doc' philosophy of his players are helping them to close out series because you're blowing multiple three-one leads. That's a lot. Like like so they're winning games, but they're not winning series. So something is off, and unfortunately, Doc is the only common person in all of these six teams, and it's, it's unfortunate because I think he's a good coach, but something is wrong. Something is so yeah, it's absurd that he's done it. It's absurd that he has zero out of eight. That, that that's bad.
2: I want to go to Anson
0: next.
1: <laughs>
2: Are you sure? Because I don't know how much longer Julian hold has. That's okay. It's
3: <laughs> okay. Don't worry
2: about it. Go ahead. No, no, no. Over there, I'm leaving yo.
0: him last.
1: That's for
2: last. That's for last. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I think that Doc Rivers is taking a lot of heat that Nick Nurse isn't. And also, if you think back to back Miami days when the big three first started with LeBron, and, I mean – Spolstra lost that first year. Spolster was probably the best coach in the NBA, in my opinion, right now. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, how do you fault him for being given this position after one year? I mean, he's got to learn. He's got to learn the team. They got to learn each other. They got to develop. And they should have won that series. It's Okay, it's the seventh game. You're the better team. The better team should win. If the better yeah. team doesn't win, that's coaching. Totally get that, okay? But at the same time, He's taking heat. Nurse is mur- over there chilling somewhere after coming off of a season where we're champions, and we gave up a game seven that we should have won, in my opinion, too. So I'm not saying that we're to blame Nurse. I'm just saying he ain't taking no heat. My boy, Vader Games, had mentioned this to me. I didn't really think about it. And I'm like, he isn't taking any heat. But even now, up to now, you know, Doc Rivers, after this one year, is taking some serious heat. Like, give him, give him another year to, 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 you know, to take this kind of heat. You know what I'm saying? Because Nurse is somewhere chilling after two years.
1: But, but the thing is, eight, so I
2: gotta eight. say, yeah,
0: like Nick Nurse is O of one in game seven.
2: You know? Like we're talking about a man that's oh and six. He, okay. He's oh and six, but you have to remember he's been put in that position six times. He's 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 obviously done something right. He's got championships, he's got he he. There, there must be something to what Doc Fuck. is doing. One. He's got one. He has one, one but I'm no, saying no, – no, His name is if, Nick Nurse. If he, <laughs> okay, <laughs> Nick, Nick got a championship, but he landed. Look where he landed. Yo, throw me in and let me coach them last year. I might have done all
1: right still. Yeah, but, but look who but,
2: Doc but, had. But Doc, look, Doc look, hold on. Hold look, on. Look, so look, I get point. that. I get that. But we had look, a look, culture point. that was building. We had a culture that was building from the team to the fans to the city. Everything was building. The Clippers has always been bad. What about the Celtics? They're one of three with with Boston. Okay, I understand that, but even still, one out of three, okay, he got one. But I'm just saying, at this stage, for him to put the heat on him that he's getting right now for the the Clippers, I don't know how I feel about that because even what I'm watching, the players just seem to play bad. I know people want to blame Siakam, but I'm just saying that there was – I feel like we had more of an opportunity to win than um, the Clippers did because Denver's good. Denver's nice. I think that's another thing. People don't realize how nice they are. So, they lost. I get it, but he he got into a new situation, and I feel like some other questions need to be asked. And he's taking heat, and Nick is chilling. Right. He is chilling. Fair
3: enough.
0: All
1: right, Julian. Julian, We appreciate uh,
2: your patience.
3: Listen, I, I hope Doc Rivers coaches the LA Clippers for the next 15 years. Because if that's the case, it means the West is safe from ever crowning the Clippers a conference champion or make it to the NBA finals. Now it's, it's not all bad with Doc Rivers. Listen, you can't give someone coach of the year and then blame the players and say that it's their fault and not really Doc's fault. Mm-hmm. My thing is, Paul George, Kawhi, the rumors coming out of what happened with their game seven debacle was that guys were tired in the fourth quarter. And in the playoffs, what ends up happening is you shorten that 10-man bench or 10-man team into a seven-man team, a two-man bench. And if yeah. you have guys who are wanting to come out, and the rumors were that they were asking to be subbed out, if that's the case, as Doc, you do have to manage that. You can't just say, you know, PG put up a terrible game or Kawhi didn't show up. Doc's job is to manage. Eric Spolstra might be the only person to ever survive a LeBron James wanting to have the coach fire. Because everywhere else, LeBron James got what he wanted. And there were times in Miami where he decided that Spolstra wasn't the guy. Got into actual altercations verbally on the sidelines. Spolstra's still there. And as Anson said, you know, might be the best coach in the NBA. I still think it's Brad Stevens. I think that's just my impartial decision. Well, with Toronto Raptor fans, and I'm coming for you guys next, <laughs> you win one championship, and all of a sudden it's, you know, oh, we did this in such a great way. Nick Nurse did this. He did this. Whatever. If that ball bounces, rims out, you don't beat Philadelphia. You lose totally in overtime.
2: I totally agree. Okay? You know, totally
3: it's, it's a way different story. But not very often do you have a Kawhi Leonard who, at the time, load management or whatever, was the best player for the Toronto Raptors to join the culture that Masai had already built. The foundation was there. He was the piece that took them over. Now, you can't say that it's all a Nick Nurse. Yes, he did better than Dwayne Casey when adjusting in-game. But you can't just, you know, throw it on Nick Nurse as he's the guy and Doc Rivers isn't. Doc Rivers has been further in the playoffs than any other head coach right now that's still coaching outside of maybe Eric Spolstra. Nick Nurse has to be there for another 10 years. Let's see the resume. Let's see what ends up happening. Because Boston did it, Doc did it, with Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, John Rondo, Paul Pierce, and then a bunch of other missing pieces, and he found a way to make it work. He did it with the L.A. Clippers, with Blake Griffin. Is he a superstar?
1: Mm. Mm,
3: Probably not. (laughs) He was. Sure, he could catch a ball and he could dunk and save with DeAndre Jordan. But Chris Paul was the engine that made that team work. And Doc Rivers found a way to make it work with that team. Now, this may seem like I'm coming to the defense of Doc Rivers. I don't think it's as bad as people are making it seem. But 0-8 with Lob City, with some of the teams that they've gone up against, losing by... Losing games where you've been up multiple double-digit like leads 16, in the fourth quarter. Points. Give Doc an extension. Let him <laughs> be the owner. Let him move to Anaheim and change it to the well, LA. You're just like
1: Docs. I don't care I want Lakers to always win it. It, so. lo- it
3: looks bad. Listen, it looks bad. I, I mentioned this. I, I've seen this before in the hierarchy of LA basketball. You have the Lakers. You have UCLA, you have the Sparks, you have USC, you have the YMCA. I you. have, I
1: game. You.
3: You, have <laughs> you know, your grandfather's old man league. And at the very bottom of the list with no number, because you forgot how bad they are, is the LA Clippers. Oh, it's so never going to happen. LA's got one team, Eat it, Pat Beverly, for trying to tell them that LeBron James, once they side Kawhi Leonard and Paul yes. George, is over for them. Bye-bye. Yes.
1: <laughs> So, question for you guys. I think they said that they might move the Clippers somewhere else. Did you see that yep. somewhere, Julie? Like a rumor? Yeah. Maybe so, like Seattle?
3: So, no. So, uh, Steve Ballmer, uh, the the coach, ended up purchasing the LA Forum from – or, sorry, a piece of property of the LA Forum from um, the owner of the New York Knicks, James Dolan, who mm. owned property so the idea is that the la clippers in 2023 or 2024 whatever sometime in the 2020s is going to move the team out of the stable center into their own arena that they can then thrive and they'll probably rebrand outside of the clippers yeah. it'll be something completely new in a different environment building in a multi-complex similar to what uh, stan Kroenke did with the la rams and in, in sofi stadium um and so that is what just happened, the deal got finalized this year. It's just yeah. a matter of time now before the Clippers move out of Staples Center, the home that the Lakers built.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you know what? That's but still, still in LA? That's kind of annoying.
2: Yeah. It's, still, yeah, like, still in LA. Still, in LA. Still,
3: the NBA yeah. will never allow there not to be two teams in LA because the regardless of how
1: good.
3: regardless of how bad the Clippers are, they still generate money. They yeah. still generate money and they still bring in people, but they have to move on somewhere else.
1: You know what? I feel bad for them because it's like, they're, they're you know, like that, like, um, like adopted brother. They're the redheaded adopted, stepchild. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like Lakers! Yeah. simple Center! Oh, yeah, Clippers plays here too. Like, I feel bad. Like, they're like always getting shafted. So I think maybe having their own arena, their own culture. Because right now, they're like the adopted little brother that wasn't really wanted by the older brother. That's what exactly happening, so...
2: I don't but know if no. it's going to make that much of a difference. I honestly don't are know if it's, it's going to make so? that much of a difference. So I think they should get up out of there, man.
0: The pressure's on, though, because if they don't get it done next, next. year.
1: Remember, Kawhi's knees in. aren't going to last, y'all. And PG's back, whatever his injuries are, he ain't going to last either. Those two are, are going to be done in like needed us.
2: Four years. Kawhi needed us. Yes. So he needed us. Right. Important but note if is- we needed
3: him. An important note about the Clippers—they don't have a first-round pick until 2027. With all That's the right.
1: you
0: know what? Their their first-round pick in, in 2027. Guess what? He's in the sixth grade right now.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: Their 27, their 2027 pick is in the sixth grade right now.
2: Yeah, they could be in trouble, man. But the only,
0: they can, the only thing
3: can—the only thing to remember—Steve Ballmer has money, mm-hmm. and so that means the Clippers will always be competitive as long as he wants to put money into it.
1: -hmm. Because of the
3: luxury tax, to eat that money, the Clippers always will have a chance to go out and sign somebody, right, and be relevant again. That's right, but but but
1: not to you though, Julian. In your your (laughs)
3: listen, keep Doc Rivers there. Like I said, it's the Laker town. (laughs) This is what you get for covering up the Laker championships at Staples Center during home games.
0: (laughs) Yo, the hate runs deep. (laughs) That's it.
1: (laughs) Oh man, well guys, that was episode number six.
0: Number thank six. you
1: so much gentlemen for joining us it was a lot of fun um before we close off the episode we want to give our guests shout outs a chance to shout out somebody something uh, a show a group whatever you want so i will go with julian first
3: <laughs> uh listen uh, shout out Good rookies, man. You guys, your podcast is incredible. Yeah, uh, you guys have excellent talent that comes on. I'm not just speaking because I'm here; mostly because Anson's here, the fastest <laughs> man, forty meter dash, <laughs> here, hurting here first. But you know, shout, shout out to the podcast game right now. You know, it's a community. If you have someone you want to listen to, you have voices. I love your platform, elevating people. Uh, if you want to listen, big old podcast. Uh, we're on Instagram. Where everywhere, everywhere you get your podcast. Uh, hopefully, actually, maybe I'll get you guys to come on uh, in a future episode. And oh, nice,
0: Sure. Awesome. Nice.
1: If,
3: you, if you want to.
2: Oh,
0: no, yeah, doubt. no
3: doubt, um, uh,
1: no doubt,
2: no uh, doubt. As far as me, yo, big up the good rookies. Big up uh, track and field, and uh, shout out to everybody who's somebody. You know who you are. Ooh.
1: <laughs> i love it everybody who's somebody deep 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 uh,
0: all <laughs> right um my shout out i want to shout out our two guests i mean i'm really like i'm ecstatic to have you both on tonight uh both did a great job tonight um i want to reiterate once again um uh, big old podcast take take them in um anson Uh, once again we want to thank you very much for coming out also good seeing you again
2: yeah same Um, man.
0: and i guess that's it well let's put this one in the books
1: Well, i'll do my shout out quickly um i want to shout out our guests of course you guys are awesome i want to shout out actually just to like all the entrepreneurs all my creators all my creatives like like julian and Anton, you guys are storytellers in, in your own right so big up all the creatives out there we know um especially with the pandemic it is difficult it's hard but this is your passion project keep pushing keep at it um and i want to big up i think it's called the black effect podcast group um yes. charlemagne um started his own um podcast group and media company to promote uh black voices so big up the black effect um and again you know f- it's so good seeing stuff like this coming out of the pandemic. You know, there's a lot to be upset about, but a lot of good things happening. So to keep your head up. And yeah, creators, creatives, uh, you know, big up and keep keep pushing it. keep the mark. So yeah, shout out to you guys.
0: Nice. Episode six in the books.
1: Episode good, six. Good Rookies sure podcast. Your
0: thoughts,
1: share your thoughts, comment, subscribe to the channel. I'm going to have big O and the information. I'm sorry, big old podcast, Julian, of course. And as I have information, I'm going to have that in all of our um, podcasts everywhere. So you guys can t- take a look, check them out, subscribe to their channels, and support our own inter- in the GTA.
0: That's right. Uh, hashtag Good Tuesday. Look for us every Tuesday. Um, and just support Good Rookies Podcast, episode number six, and we out.
1: Peace. Peace.